0: Welcome to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to support, recruit, and retain the professional FCS educator. I'm your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate with you today, families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. So today's teacher spotlight is Miss Michelle Seminelli, who comes from Delaware. She is the state FCCLA advisor, as well as teaching Early Childhood Teacher Academy. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so grateful that you are here. And just to give everybody a little context, (laughs) just for fun, Back in August, I think we recorded or I tried to record, but everything was still a huge learning curve for me and I screwed up our initial interview. So I'm so grateful that you are (laughs) excited to come back and talk with me and just share all the amazing things that you are doing as both advisor and teacher. So welcome
1: and thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you inviting me back, especially after the first little mishap, but it was it was definitely fun anyway. So to come back and laugh again and tell my story again, you know, I'm honored.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. So you are the state FCCLA advisor. And by the way, this is recording on National
1: FCS Day. Happy FCCLA Day, my friend. <laughs> Yes, happy FCCLA. We're taking the whole week for FCCLA this week. We're super excited.
0: Great. Well, so what do you have going on for maybe your chapter or how about your entire state? What are you guys doing?
1: Well, for Delaware, we have sent out a bunch of different activities and ideas that FCCLA advisors could potentially do with their chapters Since I'm still teaching and I'm also advising a high school chapter myself, my officers and I got together and we created this nice long list of ideas that they would like to engage in. Their most popular and famous one is that they are doing a social media blitz every day to celebrate FCCLA. So Monday was Grow Beyond Measure. So the students posted throwback photos of captions of how they've grown. And how FCCLA has really helped them grow from being a small young person to a blossoming high schooler. And uh, Tuesday was Influence Beyond Measure. And my students wrote letters to people that influenced them in their lives. Most of them were teachers, and so that was exciting to see. And so I took those letters and I actually emailed them to the teachers that they were intended for. I got um, many responses back and the teachers just loved it. So that was a nice way to thank a teacher for, you know, influencing them. And the students, of course, are hashtagging and loving the social media blitz so far. Today is Educate Beyond Measure. So their task is to tell one stranger about FCCLA and to record that on a video or take a photo and upload that onto their social media and, of course, hashtagging that as well. And so at the end of the week, all of the hashtags that they've used will enter them into a drawing for a $100 Visa gift card. So they're super excited. The more they do, the more they get the opportunity to win a prize. And of course, it gets the FCCLA name out there so that everyone is aware of who we are, what we're doing, and how important we are. That is cool. And who wouldn't want to get
0: a $100 uh, Visa card just for posting? That's awesome. Absolutely,
1: Something they do anyway, right?
0: Right? I know. So FCCLA is 75 years strong. What an accomplishment for our CTSO program. So mm-hmm. with your advisory and their posting blitz... What have you found to be most challenging for this school year?
1: Definitely being virtual and not having that social aspect of our chapters. We love to laugh. We love to break bread, you know, and and have a meal with one another. And uh, being hybrid or virtual in our state has really put a kink in that. And so I think a lot of students are struggling with the lack of social opportunities that they're having. And that's affecting a lot of mental health. I'm seeing a lot of anxiety increasing in students. I know a lot of teachers are complaining about their virtual students not turning on their cameras um, and students are being shy. So uh, one of the things that we're doing to combat that is during our state conference, we are hosting several workshops on mental health and making sure that people have the opportunities to socialize with one another, even if we can't be right there next to each other. Oh, I love that. So you are putting on
0: workshops for mental health and just helpful strategies on how to get through a difficult time. I think that's absolutely necessary for not just Delaware, but I think for all states straight across the board. So what strategies are you using to try to, you know, change up the virtual world and create that student engagement, high student engagement?
1: Well, one of the things that the state officers uh, came up with is a gamifying system to try to make the participants of our leadership conference have a lot of fun and um, want to attend the workshop conference. And so what they decided is a theme for this year is, you know, beyond measure. And so a state theme that they kind of took off of that is be a champion, be a superhero, if you will. And so they're kind of going with that theme of champion and hero. And so what they decided to do was to give for every workshop that a student attends, They are going to, at the end of the workshop, give a real-life superhero story. So it could be someone from um, Black History. It could be Ellen Swallow, you know, Richards. And uh, so anybody who really pioneers anything or who is a champion. So after the end of the conference, in order to gamify that, they're going to take all of these little heroes that they have collected, a.k.a. their workshops, and they're going to turn them in for prizes on Amazon. And so it allows the students to, you know, have fun, learn a little bit of history about pioneering and um, being a leader in their world. And then also, you know, get a prize out of it too. I love
0: it. So with the gamifying, that's a... Huge word from uh, Tisha Richmond. So you're gamifying that. And oh, I know Tisha would just be tickled to hear you using that word and transferring it over into the FCCLA world. That's awesome.
1: She has been a pioneer in the FCS world as far as gamifying, and she's just phenomenal. She's magical, if you will. Yes,
0: indeed, she is magical. So, okay, well, let's bring this over to your early childhood teacher academy.
1: How are you doing? You're a teacher. How are you? Hanging in there, as everyone is, I think, this year. I am 100% virtual, so it is definitely a challenge. We have a preschool lab within my school that is also virtual, so the little kitties are um, on Zoom. And it's quite interesting, actually, because The preschool kids on Zoom are the total opposite of what high school kids look like on Zoom. Preschoolers don't mute themselves, and so there's constant action, there's constant chaos, everyone's talking at the same time, and it's just loud, and no one has their cameras off, and it's lovely. And then high school classrooms are totally different. You know, you're constantly saying, please, somebody turn your camera on so that I get that interaction but because we're virtual we've had a few challenges with not being able to you know implement a lot of the lesson planning that we're working on in the early childhood teacher academy but we've also had some triumphs too in that we have been able to have conferences or guest speakers from all around the united states that we wouldn't normally have you know if we were still in person prior to covid uh, so i really think that covid has Taken the education system, turned us uh, on, you know, upside down. Kind of shook us a little bit and said, "You got to do things differently." And so I think this is a learning opportunity for all of us educators. I absolutely agree with you uh, with the metaphor of
0: turning education upside down, shaking us up. Um, because yeah, no education needed this shakeup. And I, honestly, I think as an FCS educator, I think we're for the most part. I can't say all. I think for the most part we're all thriving, just because we're our creative juices are flowing. We are innovative. We are creative. We are able to test out new things and see what works and what doesn't. And and with that, I'm so proud to be you know in our field to where our individuality, our creativity, and uh, the innovation is. We can highlight that and we're proud of it. So I I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So, but yeah, what, talking about being able to reach out to, you know, dynamic speakers to come into our, our virtual classes, that is something that we, prior to COVID, we never would have even considered. So right. grateful for technology, right?
1: Yes, it's definitely a different thought process now. And like you said, we're creative, we're innovative. Um, Family and consumer sciences educators by nature are just constantly growing and changing and kind of going along with with how things are flowing. You know, just go with the flow. And we're always trying to come up with new innovative things. And so I think the technology that's been offered to us now is going to uh, stick around for a little bit. I think we're really going to be able to utilize a lot in our FCS classes and um, make them better than ever. Yes. So with
0: your teaching academy classes and all, how, um, and <laughs> I love that your you're teaching academy, your preschoolers, your little itty bitties, they are thriving, and not having, by having their cameras on all the time, unmuted, that has got to bring such a smile to your face. and and maybe a little headache at the same time, but
1: (laughs) it's gotta be so much fun. Uh, You definitely have a hoarse voice at the end of the calls uh, because you have to be louder than all of the distractions in the classroom. Um, But the kids are so super cute and it makes it so worth it. Um, One little girl the other day, uh, the letter of the week was R. And so we had the kids go do a scavenger hunt in their, in their homes for something that was starting with the letter R. The little girl comes back and she says, you're going to be so happy at me. I am so excited to show you what I found. I got a double R. It's a red rose. And just her enthusiasm, um, her facial expressions, it was just so stinking cute. And that's an opportunity that we would have never had in the classroom because, you know, you wouldn't be going on a a scavenger hunt in your home. Um, So, yeah, it's a challenge. But at the same time, we're making it work. And I think the kids are thriving. Like you said, they they are getting out of um, virtual learning something, even if it's not in person, not the most ideal situation. We're still doing our best.
0: Absolutely. And I have to say, you know, our our kids, they have learned some, well, one, employability skills through all of this, checking their email, getting onto Zoom, knowing how to mute, how to turn off their camera, and turn on their camera. Is there something to be said? Being able to pivot the way that we're having to pivot, they are being successful, and those are... Those are adult-like skills. So something that preschoolers are learning to do now, wow, in just in a few years, how far, how much further they're going to be. So that's mm-hmm. a huge success. I'm just kind of curious, can you walk us through like maybe a typical
1: preschool lab for you? Uh, virtually, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so in the morning time, uh, at about 9:30 our time the students the kids the little kiddos they log on to the zoom call um, we have our preschool lab teacher who logs in with them she does um, weather and circle time in the calendar just like you would if you were sitting on the little carpet um, with the circle time things up on the wall she has her dining room transformed into a mini classroom um, and the students they sing songs she shares her screen and they listen to uh, Go Noodle songs on YouTube. Um, and so they, they're doing everything that they would have normally done in the classroom. It just so happens to be on a screen instead. Uh, so then after they do their circle time, um, most of the kids drop off of the call for a few minutes for a break. She will work with them um, in small groups. And so at uh, such and such time, she'll work with, you know, three kids and then they'll log off of the call and three new kids will come on. Um, And then there's an afternoon session also. So the kids get a little bit of a a break from the screen time and they go um, back to their homes and, you know, do whatever in their house. And then they log back on later on for some math and some science activities So they're, again, still doing the same schedule. It's just slightly different. It just uh, is broken up a little bit more so they don't have to sit there or sit still for a really long period of time. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: just so I'm loving this preschool schedule, but you just hit a major thing about having itty-bitty is sitting for a long time in front of a screen. It's one thing, you know, sitting in front of the the TV and, and watching TV or uh, playing Xbox or Switch or whatever electronic device that, you know, kids are able to get their hands on. But sitting mm-hmm. in front of a computer for a long time, that's hard work. And I I say that just because I have a third grader who just um went from he's been in a virtual complete virtual setting since the very beginning of school to until this last week he's he started going back into in person daily but I've always been having to sit in the background of him doing his classes because he is a flight risk. (laughs) (laughs) I call he's my flight risk kid where he will get up and he will just, he'll take off. And I'm just like, Michael, you need to come back. Where'd you go? And he's like, oh, I, I, I needed to go grab something. And it's because he's just, his mind thinks and the synapses are, are firing and he's like, oh, I need to grab this. Oh, I need to go do this. And the boredom of just sitting there, it's too much. So absolutely. I yeah. love that I, you have those the, the breakup within your the, the preschool session because I think it's
1: absolutely necessary. It definitely is. In the way that our high school students are interacting with the preschoolers, Um, is that we are trying to make all of our activities that we would normally implement in the pre-K lab um, as flexible as possible so that the families of our little kiddos can do the activities with them. So for instance, um, my students created uh, videos of them reading a story. And so the families could play those videos at any time, you know, during the day that they wanted to. Uh, There wasn't a set time or Um, We had um, a Google slide that had links to different activities that they could do that were theme related to what they were doing in their preschool um, Zoom classes. And so uh, that's how the high schoolers are staying involved with um, the little little kiddos.
0: Now, are you guys so so your high school students are able to create videos of themselves like reading a uh age appropriate book for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they are are those students also able to join like the uh, the mini group sessions
1: with the teacher? Um, some of them have actually done breakout groups, so they handle small groups with the, a preschool teacher. Um, there is a set of students right now who are seniors, and they're doing an immersion experience with the pre-k lab teacher Um, and then there are other students who are going out within our district and our state and doing other immersion experiences whether they're virtually or in person so depending on how the student's family feels comfortable they might um, be actually in the classroom but then some of them might be virtual as well oh that's great
0: oh my gosh well it I guess it also just depends on each of the family but um but also I guess with uh various district protocols and all because I have I my colleagues uh they who teach teaching academy and they're not gosh I, I don't know what they're doing because I'm I'm removed from that but I will be sure to pass along your suggestions because I'm sure they will appreciate any help (laughs) in this department. And,
1: you know, that's what I found um, to be the absolute best. In the summertime between when COVID started and when we started this new school year, um, educators, professionals really came together on social media. Um, I'm on the, the teacher side of TikTok, <laughs> um, we really just started sharing as much as we could with one another. And that's one thing that I really hope uh, continues post-COVID. Um, you know, let's stop being in our own little silos and really just open up and share things because why reinvent the wheel? If if you have something that's working, share it with others and let it work for them too
0: absolutely that is that is probably the best tip anybody could ever hear right now is just continue sharing continue promote promoting uh your programs be and share those lesson plans because what's working for you could be the lifeline
1: another teacher needs right now so absolutely totally agree and i'm telling you there are so many people on our um, FCS Facebook pages and FCCLA uh, Facebook pages have, that have been lifelines for me. Um, you know, when I just don't have the oomph that day to, to move forward, uh, somebody just give me an idea to do. Uh, we all go through those days. And then there are days where I'm on fire and I have lots of great ideas. Um, so, you know, the the peaks and valleys of teaching, That's that's what it's all about.
0: Uh, Yeah. The peaks and valley is, is is right. (laughs) (laughs) No. So this has been great. Okay. So you say share lessons, promote, reach out and help somebody. Now I'm curious, what have have you been reading any books?
1: I have read um, powerful teaching That is uh, actually a book that our district is um, reading district-wide together, and there's a book club for that, but then I've also started reading some personal um, books because I just thought, you know, sometimes I need to get off of the computer and I need to do something for myself, Mm -hmm. Um, so I have read a few personal books. Um, Teaching Like a Pirate, of course, is always my favorite, Um, and then there are the books that encourage you to utilize a lot of technology and i've been into that a lot um, but you know what i have to be honest i think in my spare time if i had to say what i like to do most is watch tiktok videos <laughs> oh, i love
0: it it is my sister has my sister in law has been sending me all these tiktok videos lately and i'm just like Stop. I'm I, because I don't, I'm not part of TikTok and I don't allow my own daughters to do TikTok. So I'm like, stop with the TikTok. And she's like, no, you gotta get
1: into it. Gotta get into it. So there are some really funny videos. But but then I'm I'm friends with so many different teachers across the nation that um my TikTok page is really filled with teacher stuff. That's why I called it the, the teacher side of TikTok. Um, And I've gotten so many ideas from other people, FCS teachers, CTE teachers, um, just even kindergarten teachers. I'm like, wow, that's a really great idea. I'm going to do that next week. (laughs) Um, So it's funny where we can find resources. You know, they're everywhere. You just got to look for them.
0: Oh, well, there you go. There is your tech tip tool for the (laughs) day. Get on TikTok for those teacher resources. Uh, so what has been, do you have a favorite TikTok of a teacher resource that you just kind of cu- keep coming back to because it just generates that smile for you?
1: I do have a person um that I follow that um she does a lot of satire videos. Um and it just jokes, you know, about teaching. I, she teaches middle school students. And uh, I laugh all the time at her uh, videos because of how relatable they are. Um, and I'm trying to think of what her name is right now, but she calls everybody best friend. Um, goodness, if I think of it, of course, I'll, I'll end up hanging up the call and then I'll think of what her name is. Um, But she is my absolute favorite because uh, she talks about middle school um, fun. And even though I teach high school, it's just so relatable. Um, The other person that I really enjoy watching is Hey Tony TV. And he um, he does this thing with Starbucks cups. Like he he has a Starbucks cup in every video. And um, he has a famous line and says, you say what? And it just makes me laugh because it's so relatable as a teacher. And you're like, yep, okay. So it's not just me. Other other people are going through the same thing.
0: No, well, there's that. So people that you follow. So I love board teachers, but his name is Devin Siebold. And he's got a podcast himself called Crying Teacher Crying in My Car, a podcast for teachers. Oh my. Goodness, he is so funny and, and, it's, and it's clean and I, I and by no means am I a clean kind of person when it comes to language and all. but his stuff, it is clean and it's so relatable. just like what you're saying, it's relatable. We are, you know, he makes fun of like the technology and oh, if you take a, a, a 10 year teaching hiatus and then you want to come back, don't worry. Technology is going to be the same. It's or your curriculum <laughs> is going to be the same because your textbooks are still going to be the same. Nothing changes. So, but there's uh, yeah. We all need laughter. We all need joy, and I love that you are finding those simple joys just by looking up TikTok and YouTube videos and just fun we need you we have, have to laugh more. right
1: yes and you know i just i just remembered her name is honest teacher vibes on tiktok she's just she's hilarious oh. and and that's exactly what her videos are all about just the honest part of teaching the good the bad the ugly <laughs> yes so much
0: well i will i'm i'm taking notes and going <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe at some point in my life when things slow down after doing all of these amazing interviews that i've had with you and so many other amazing teachers i'll write a book i don't know i i got my notes i'm having fun i'm i gosh i just i learn so much from you and everybody else that i've that i've had a conversation with because I, we truly we need to break out of those silos with what you were saying earlier. We need to break out of it. And we, we are better together. And that is the point of doing Mm -hmm. this podcast because we need to, we need to reach out to one another and support one another because these are hard times, but hard times make everything
1: worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, I think we're all going through the same thing and we can um commiserate together and then celebrate together for the good and the the bad. Um and it's much needed. And that goes back to the mental health thing too, you know, we are human beings and um this this really challenging time affects us. You know, it's a lonely time staring at screens. Um, that don't have faces to them. Um, It's a lonely time not being able to hug a student when they're going through something terrible at home. Um, And so, yeah, there are great things and not so great things, but we're learning from every one of them, positive and negative. Yes, and that just means when we do come back to
0: in-person, we're going to be that much better off and stronger than ever because we did it.
1: I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, well, this has been an absolute joy chatting with you. And do you have any shout
1: outs that you would like to give? I would love to shout out um, on my FCCLA chapter, on my state Delaware. I mean, come on, we're, we're getting put on the map here. Yes, you um, are. said to me the other day, oh, you live in Delaware. That's great. How's Ohio? Oh, yes, there is a Delaware in Ohio, but no, I'm from the state. (laughs) Yes, get that Delaware state on the map. That's right. Um, And just say hello to all of my FCCLA teacher friends out there. Um, Thanks for listening in. And thank you for inviting me to have this conversation with you.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you are always welcome to come back at any point. And this goes out to all listeners who have either been on the show or maybe you're on the fence about wanting to come on. Because I, I don't know about about you, maybe Michelle, but I struggle with imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. going Oh, I'm not that great of a teacher. I'm not. Oh, what I'm doing. It's not that big of a deal or even self-promoting on for this podcast. That is so, so hard for me because I, I like to look at things being in the backseat and kind of be that backseat driver. Mm -hmm. But, Oh my gosh, if you have something that you want to share or even if you think it's mediocre you could be helping somebody else get through a tough time or maybe igniting a spark for of creativity for somebody else, which then will fuel your own fire. So please I want people to come onto the show. I want to spotlight you because I think what we're doing right now and every day going into the future Is worth it and it's unique and it's special. And I want you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You're right. Us educators, we are the worst critics of ourselves. And we often don't feel like we're all that special. We don't advocate for ourselves. We don't promote ourselves the way that we should. As a matter of fact, I was told that by um, one of my admins that, you know, Michelle, you do so much. And you don't take credit for what you're doing, um, and and that's just the thing. You know, you put you, you put your head down, and you keep your nose clean, and you just do your job. Um, but to the outside world, you're doing you're doing a fabulous job. Even even just a little bit um, is helping one student. Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> well. Thank you, Michelle. And this has been an absolute joy. You're always welcome to come back anytime, anytime you want, I'm here to listen and I'm here to share you. you. So thank you. Great, it's great to be here. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Each episode on the Connect FCS Ed podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers students and families everywhere if you could do me a quick favor please leave me a five-star review on itunes my mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well thanks again for spending your time with me today and be sure to visit fcspodcast.com for past episodes and resources to help spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.